Hello and welcome to another episode of the American Pipeline podcast. I'm pinch hitting for Mike Stevens. I'm Jacob Stahl from the Hockey News alongside Sydney Wolf from The Rink Live. Sydney, how's it going? Going pretty good. Excited to be back. We took last week off, so this week we have a, a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm pretty excited uh, for it, and it's already February. I feel like we started the show a long time ago, and now it's like getting close to the postseason in some leagues, which is really crazy to think about, honestly. I know. I started the show five minutes ago, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, been a big, uh, big ride for us all. Um, so we want to start the show off today with some big transactions happening in the USHL. Five big USHL trades, plus some other moves that we'll get into as well. But first, let's start with Jake Richard traded to from Muskegon to Tri-City. Yeah, so this was the big one, or the most recent one, I guess I should say too, because we've been off for a little while. So there's a couple I just wanted to recap from last week too. But a lot of really big moves happening in, in the USHL lately, just because, you know, I think we're getting closer to the postseason, getting closer to the end of the year. Some teams trying to make some moves or trade for, you know, picks, trade for other players, all that good stuff. So yeah, this first one, Jake Richard from Muskegon to Tri-City, Muskegon, making a lot of moves. I'm sure as you will hear in the next few trades we mentioned as well, they have been just trading away players, trading away players like crazy. So they definitely must have a, a big grand plan in mind. But Richard was a big one because he's a, he's a draft pick. So there's only a couple of those in the USHL. Not everybody is obviously uh, uh, drafted in there. So he's a six-round pick of Buffalo. So any Buffalo fans out there, he's on the move. Uh, but pretty good size, six foot one. And he was actually Muskegon's leading scorer. So they just traded away their leading point scorer. He had 35 points in 30 games. So just over a point per game pace. Uh, so that's like a really good prospect if you're Tri-City. I'm sure you're excited to to pick him up. He's also fairly young, still 18. And last I heard he was committed to UConn. So that was a really uh, big one that a lot of people were kind of surprised by because they traded away their leading score and uh, Muskegon, one of the teams to do that. We talked last time we had a show that Madison was kind of doing the same thing. They traded away some of their top players as well. So some pretty big moves here uh, happening recently. Another move from Muskegon to Lincoln is Tyler Dunbar, who was traded. Yeah, this was another big one, too, because he was the top scoring defenseman on the team. So you lose your leading score and now you lose your top point producing defenseman on your team. So that's kind of another big one. Honestly, he's 19, so he's a little older uh, than Richard, six foot one. So another pretty good size there. Uh, and he's one of those players. He was actually a, a North Dakota commit for a while, but he recently decommitted slash recommitted, however you want to phrase it, uh, to Colorado College. So I'm not sure actually if he's going to be a player that goes to the NCAA level this next year, if he'll still play another year. But it's kind of insane because looking at his stats, he's almost played like full four full years of the USHL which is like a ton of time playing at the junior hockey level. So I assume he's going to want to be going to, to college likely next year because that's like an insane amount of time to be playing juniors. He's probably got a ton of experience. So I'm sure Lincoln's going to be excited to add a very experienced defenseman uh, and one that can put up some points. He's got 22 and 36. So he's been he's been really good. Yeah, Muskegon's been selling all their top scorers. Another one is Owen Mellenhocker, yeah. who went to Fargo. Yeah, so this is just another loss. If you're a Muskegon fan, I'm sure this hurts a little bit too because he was currently third on in, in total points on the team. So another big point producer. Uh six foot two, so another good sized player. And he's also a draft pick of Detroit, seventh round pick this past year. So another drafted player. Uh, so a player some people might know. And he's got 
pretty good points as well, 24 and 31, and he's a Wisconsin commit. So that's another uh, player you're you're going to be losing. And again, I'm sure Fargo, the other team on the opposing end receiving this player, probably uh, pretty excited to grab grab this guy. And coming back the other way is Ty Hendricks from Fargo to Muskegon in return. So at least, yeah, Muskegon gets a, a little bit uh, back here. They get Ty Henricks, who is a, is a young player, so still has plenty of future ahead. He's a forward. He doesn't have a ton of production. Like, Muskegon's getting rid of all these guys that have really, really good production. He only has nine points in 28 games so far, but I wouldn't be really too worried about that uh, because he's only 17, so playing young in the USHL, not everybody's able to just like jump in and be amazing right away. So that doesn't really worry me, but he's a Western Michigan commit. He's a big guy, 6'5", 200 pounds. So he should be uh, sort of like that big power forward style, I assume. And he's also eligible for the draft this year. So we'll see if he's a name that gets called here in a couple months. Moving on from Muskegon, we go from a trade that happened from Omaha to Green Bay, and that is Chris Romaine. Yeah, so this one, finally, it's not a Muskegon one. We we got through all of those, which is good. Right. But yeah, they got rid of a bunch of players. And we actually just talked about Chris a couple weeks ago when we talked about uh, Colorado prospects pretty recently because he's a sixth-round pick of the Avs this past year. Again, six foot. He's a defender. Uh, not a ton of point production. He's got five assists in 20 games. But again, he's a pretty he's on the younger side of a player. He's it's his first year in the USHL. So again, not everybody's able to just like put up crazy amounts of points uh, like their first year playing in the USHL. So not really too worried about that. He is committed to Providence. So definitely a lot of potential there. And again, I'm sure Green Bay uh, probably pretty excited about that and pretty young prospect. I believe I saw he turns 19 this month. So still on the younger side of things. There's also some transactions from the USHL to the NHL. The first one we'll go to is Cameron Corpy traded up to the USHL in return for Nick Erickson, who went down to an NHL team. Yeah, so this was a trade that happened. We've been seeing quite a few goalies actually kind of like go up and down here recently, just because I think a couple of teams, you know, we're trying out maybe a few guys. Some teams will have two guys they're rotating between. You got to kind of see how, how they do. But we saw this happen where, Sometimes one team will pull up a guy from the Nall who's been doing pretty good and they'll send down one guy who maybe has struggled a little bit, but then maybe he'll be able to get some more reps in in, in that league. So Cam Corpy uh, was pulled up and he's been uh, doing pretty good. He was playing for Oklahoma in the Nall and moved up to Tri-City. So he's been doing uh, pretty good so far in the Nall. He was really good around a 923 save percentage. Now as he has about a 916. So still pretty good, still pretty consistent playing up in the USHL. He's a Western Michigan commit, so he's going to be playing D1. And he did also play in the USHL last year. So he has plenty of experience getting pulled up from the Nall. And he's tall. He's six foot four. So I'm sure a lot of people like to see those taller, those bigger goalies. And he is a, a goalie that's draft eligible. And I've heard some people mention his name in regards to the draft. So we'll see what happens with him. And then in return, Nick Erickson uh, was sent down to the Nall, but he's a really young player too. So again, not something I'm super worried about. Six foot two, but he just kind of struggled a little bit in some of his games in the USHL. He had about a 0.852 over the 18 games that he appeared in. So, you know, not not the greatest save percentage there, but hopefully he'll be able to get some some reps in in the null and just uh, keep going and, and sort of get used to juniors because it's his first year playing junior hockey. He was playing Minnesota High School last season, so that jump can be really big for some people. So, yeah, some goalie moves here. And then Caden 
Muir, Hagen Moe, Trevor, Tuline are, are traded to the NHL as well. NAHL, sorry. Yeah, so a couple of these players have just been, you know, sent down. Some of these players have played in the Null, and then they were brought up to the USHL, and then they're sent back down to the NA. So Muir is uh, six foot two. He's a defender in Northeastern commit. He had three points in 24 games played, former national team guy. So it looks like I just saw that they traded him to the null uh mo six foot forward he played both in lincoln and green bay this year so combined he had i think around nine points in about 26 games and then uh Talian is a really big guy six five uh 212 defender so a really big defenseman ferris state commit uh he had two points in 22 games so not really the production he wanted in the ushl because Last year, he played in the in the NHL and had quite a few points and was really doing well. But it seems like maybe just that transition up to the USHL wasn't working as well. So a couple of players traded to the NA, but that can end up being a good thing for a lot of guys. So we'll see how they do uh, in, in the North American League. What else is happening in the USHL that you want to talk about? Yeah, so we have just a couple of other notes that aren't like trades really, but you know, other players that have been called up recently, like we like we said, we took last week off. So there's some news that we were going to talk about last week, but we didn't really get time to. So a couple of international players actually coming over to uh, play for, for different teams here. Uh, so we don't have the best pronunciation here of some of these international players' names, but this first one, Patrick Spurzens, he's a main commit. He's had a really great... Uh, start in the USHL here after being called up from the from the NAHL recently. And this is another goalie that got pulled up from the North American League. He's played in two games so far and had a .932 over, like, combined for the two games. And one was a 19-save shutout. So, you know, that's not easy to do to just go into the USHL and get a shutout. And he's another player that is draft eligible. So you might hear his name kind of floating around here, especially if he's able to, you know, finish up his season in the USHL and, and be pretty competitive and have some nice saves uh he was a world junior cup player for latvia so obviously those rosters are not easy to make so he's pretty good with that uh and previously in the null he was averaging around a 920 save percentage so so pretty good um yeah and a couple of other international players too i know i wanted to talk about so some slovakians actually coming over uh to play in the ushl uh pavel funtek and martin misiak again i do not have good pronunciation of some of these players names that come from overseas but funtek is a really big dude six foot six 210 pounds he's not a guy who's going to bring a ton of points production historically but he's a really big defensive presence 19 he's a from what i've read i haven't really been able to see him him play much he's an overseas guy coming over here but it seems like he's more of like a big shutdown defenseman might be killing some penalties might be a guy you put out there late in the game and so far playing for young sound he has an assist in five games played and then i haven't seen misiak play yet i don't think he's played quite yet but i've heard he's on his way to youngstown six foot two uh he's on the nhl central scouting list so people are keeping an eye on him he was playing in one of the top leagues in Slovakia, and I've heard that his speed skill and his IQ are really good. He's 18 years old, uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what he's able to do in the USHL. But that one was really exciting. Uh, and this last one, Lieber Nemitz uh, is now playing for Omaha, the Lancers of the USHL as well. Another player people I've heard are pretty excited about. Six foot three, so he's got the height. 19, he's going to be playing Division One at Lake Superior State. And he already has two goals in four games so far in previously played with Slovakia on the World Junior Cup, had a lot of success there and in some other leagues. So a lot of uh, exciting players coming on over here to the USHL. 
And then this last one was just a note I had to put in here because we've mentioned suspensions and stuff here and there uh, in the USHL, but this was a huge one. Uh, this wow. this kid named Will Diamond suspended seven games. Usually I just see like one or two, you know, maybe you get one, maybe you get two. Seven's pretty extreme. That happens a lot, but seven, I was like, oh my gosh. So on their website right now, it says seven games and it says the reason was aggressor slash supplemental discipline. So I haven't seen this at all, but seven games, I'm sure the league had to have seen something pretty bad to assess it for seven. Uh, but this is a player who's had six points in 24 games, but I looked up his you know, profile and it looks like he's a guy that just gets a lot of penalty minutes in general. I was looking at some of his historicals and it looks like, uh, you know, he's, uh, I would guess, a pretty aggressive player then, not afraid to take those penalty minutes. But seven games is uh, definitely a lot, a, a lot. And that's going to be a loss to Omaha if you were planning on having him in your, in your lineup and in your roster. So that was a big one. And I thought I would make mention of that because yeah, seven games, that's, that's a long suspension. Let's move over to the NCAA. We'll start with Long Island's Cade Mason, who, who's lighting it up as a freshman. He's actually the nephew of gold, former goaltender Chris Mason. Yeah, so I don't hear too much about Long Island, so I always like shouting out the programs that might not be getting you know a, a ton of love or stuff like that. But Long Island, he's a he's a freshman there. Cade Mason, he's currently got 21 points in 15 games, so over a point per game. Only four of them are goals, but he has a ton of assists, five foot eleven. So, you know, he's not super tall, but he's not small. Pretty, pretty average there. From Red Deer, he previously played in the AJHL. So maybe he was coming in under the radar a little bit this year. But he's 21, so he's kind of one of the older freshmen. And he's third in total points on the team. So I mean, if you're Long Island and you have a freshman that's doing this good and he's you know, just lighting it up in his first year, you're probably going to hope that in the next couple of years, he's only going to get better and better. And if he's already third in total points, hopefully that means next year and the year after you got uh, a top player in, in development kind of, hopefully he just gets better and better from there. So that's definitely going to be an asset for Long Island uh, in the future here. And then Matt Brown at, at BU, Boston University, he has 34 points in 23 games leading the team. He, he a transfer student because at Lowell before, but what's really your take on his hot start. Yeah. So I feel like he's another player. I haven't heard too many people talk about. I know I'm in Minnesota, so maybe I'm not hearing as many people talk about like the, the East coast guys, but even then I feel like I still haven't heard that much buzz about him. And like you said, he, he was a transfer. So he played two seasons and then two seasons now with BU. And if you look at like the total stats, he's seventh in the, in the nation for total points scored, which is really good. You know, 34 and 23 is not easy to do no matter where you are. And he's fourth in the nation for assists per game. So that's obviously a great stat. And BU, you know, has this guy, Matt Brown. They have Lane Hudson. So, you know, are they possibly going to be able to make a, a nice push here? They've been rising, I feel like, the past few weeks. Uh, and, you know, Hudson has 31 points in 24 games as an 18-year-old coming in. And I feel like just together, that could be a really dangerous uh, pairing here for BU heading into closer to the postseason. And, that's going to be definitely a team to watch out for because those guys are definitely both really, really good players. And the Notre Dame goalie, Ryan Bichelle, is on fire as well. Yeah, this goalie was one I wanted to mention last week, but we didn't record, but I still wanted to <laughs> to mention it. So uh, when Notre Dame played Penn State, I think it was two weekends ago now because we didn't record last week, but he made 52 saves in a game against Penn State. That's so many. Uh, and he only allowed one goal 
And then he stopped 42 of 45 the next night. So again, just getting peppered with shots constantly and was making some really good saves. Six foot one, he's a senior goaltender from Minnesota, and he's kind of having his best season so far, honestly. Uh, and Notre Dame's been kind of up and down. They've had some good wins, but then they've had some interesting losses. But this past weekend, he stopped 28 of 29 and then 27 of 30 in, in the team sweep of Wisconsin. So I think he's been having a, a really good season. And then an underrated freshman is Ben Steves, who's having a really strong year for Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, another up and down team. Uh, up and down team, I guess you could say. Minnesota Duluth had a great weekend last weekend, but they've also had some, you know, pretty bad losses. But it seems like they might be turning a corner here, and he's just been really, really good. And I feel like a lot of people are focusing on some of the really, the the top freshmen this year, which is good because obviously you have Fantilli, who everybody knows at this point. Snuggerud's been amazing. Cooley's Cooley's been amazing. There's there's all these players, but Steve's, I think, has just a ton of potential, and he's really good. Last year in the Clark Cup finals in the USHL, I was able to watch him, and he was just awesome. He had over a point per game for Sioux City last year. They won the Clark Cup. He was great, and now he's got 20 points in 24 games for Duluth, which isn't easy to do as a freshman, especially a team that's been really struggling uh, this year. He had a hat trick this past weekend against previous number one St. Cloud. That's also really hard to do and he's just kind of a pure goal scorer he has literally if you look up the stats double the amount of goals of the next closest player on his team who has eight I think he has 16 he only has four assists so he's not as high in the nation for points because he doesn't have the same number of assists as some of the other guys do but he has 16 goals this year that's the same amount as Snuggerud and Fantilli so if he was able to get you know, a couple more assists like those other guys have, he'd be right up there with some of those top freshmen this year. So I just wanted to mention him because I think he's really, really good and fun to watch. Let's go between the pipes where some goalies are starting to emerge in the college, junior, and high school ranks that you want to talk about. Yeah, so there's a couple of guys too. Just wanted to quick mention them because there's been a couple of netminders who've been really just making a name for themselves recently. Simon Latkozy is a player that coming into the year, I think some people didn't really know if he was going to start for Omaha, if he'd play 50-50, if he wouldn't really play much this year. But recently he's been playing in a lot of games for, for Omaha. He's a Slovakia native. He played in the World Junior Cup. He had a 40-save shutout this weekend. So he's really been earning a name for himself recently he's six foot so he's he's not tall he's not super tall but he's not small either uh and something interesting i actually wrote a story about him a long time ago on the rink live i think it was like last spring he was in back-to-back clark cup finals but with different teams which is kind of crazy he was in it one year with chicago uh and they won the clark cup that year and then the next year he was in the clark cup final with madison a different team and they didn't win but you know being runner-up is really good too so I thought that was crazy you can't really get that far in two years in a row if you're a bad goaltender so he's been really really fun to watch I think he'll be a huge asset for Omaha who is kind of a team that can sneak up on people I feel like nobody really talks about Omaha that much and then they'll randomly just like get these huge wins uh so watch out for them uh another one is the goalie for Maine Victor Osman big goaltender six foot four from Sweden so another international goalie he had a 52 save shutout for Maine uh absolutely ridiculous against Providence who's a pretty good team last weekend so I wanted to say you know that's definitely worthy of a shout out that's insane making 52 saves that's that's huge that's really big uh another story that 
or just headline, I guess you could say it's not really a story yet, but headline, uh, Will Ingeman is a player I've been watching a lot here since he's from Minnesota. He's a really good goalie, uh, high school goalie right now, one of the top in the state. He just committed to St. Thomas, who, if people know, is a, a recently turned Division One program. And I feel like they have really picked up some nice recruits here recently. For his high school team, he has a 942 save percentage and 18 games played. I think he's definitely going to be a contender for the top goaltender in Minnesota here. Uh, and he also played with the Nall before the season with the St. Cloud Norseman, did pretty well there. I feel like I haven't heard his name a ton just because he's 5'11". He's not like one of those really tall goalies who's going to get more you know, scouts' eyes and stuff like that. But he's a top goaltender in Minnesota, and if you watch the high school scene at all, he's a big name here, and he committed to St. Thomas, so that's a big get for them. And then kind of just lastly, uh, Jacob Fowler of Youngstown in the USHL has been really, really good recently. He's been a name I've heard uh, a lot of people mention for the draft. Uh, he's six foot two, so he's got some good height, uh, over six foot. I know that's what a lot of people say, you know, you got to be over six foot nowadays to be like the tall, the tall goaltenders make that requirement. Uh, but he's been really good. I think he's averaging or he is averaging a 914 and 23 games. So good save percentage there. But just recently, he's been really good. He had a 33 save shutout recently and then also a 43 uh, the week before that, I believe it was like not back to back games, but in two different series. So a couple of really nice shutouts, which Hard to do. Obviously, you're playing with some really great players in the USHL. So has been making some shutouts and just has a really consistent save percentage for the most part. So another name to uh, follow here for the upcoming draft. Sydney, I think the stamina of your voice is unmatched. Like I, I, I have <laughs> it to- might be. I gotta get in all, yeah, all my all my little facts and stats. Like, do you even breathe? Like that was your your. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like I'm hanging you out to dry, but um. On that note, let's move on to our team of the week, which is the Dallas Stars prospects that are up in the American pipelines. Let's start with Artin Martino of Clarkson. Yeah, so this is a player that I've seen uh, more and more people talk about here this year. 5'11 forward from Toronto, third round pick back in 2021. Uh, He's currently at over a point per game this season with Clarkson, who I feel like Clarkson... um, some people thought we're going to be pretty good coming into this year. I don't know. They've been kind of in the middle for me, but he's leading the team in points. He has 27 and 26, so doing really good there. And he's a sophomore, so he could still play plenty longer if he wanted to in the NCAA. Last year, he had 29 points in 37 games played, which is really good for a freshman. And now he's just kind of taking it to the next level. Uh, and I haven't really been able to watch Clarkson very much, but from all the reports I've read on him, it seems like he has a he has a quick shot. He's pretty good at like the give and go. He can make good passes, uh, and he makes a lot of his points in assists. So he can kind of just find the place he needs to to pass the puck to, and he can kind of identify where he needs to make a play and when he needs to do that. And He's currently uh, a top player in the nation for assists per game. So not a big like goal scorer necessarily, but still going to put up quite a few points. How about Ben Brinkman from Notre Dame? Yeah, this is a, a interesting player to talk about. So Brinkman played four years with Minnesota with the Gophers, and now he's in his final season, you know, fifth year. So this is the final one he can play. Playing with Notre Dame, so staying in the Big Ten. We've talked about it already. Notre Dame kind of up and down. Uh, He's not going to be a point scorer guy. Uh, He's three points in 26 games, uh, but he's a he's a pretty big defenseman, six foot one, 220 pounds, 
sixth round pick back in 2019. So a couple years ago, you know, he's never really been a points production guy. I think his best season for points was like eight or something in the season, but he's been a consistent player in the lineup every year in college as, as a defenseman. So it seems like he's just kind of that trustworthy type defenseman you can put out there and be a reliable guy out on the ice. So he's not somebody who you're going to want to put out there if you want points, but if you want, you know, a big reliable defenseman out there, then you're probably going to want him. Uh, He's 22 and he's on the top line pairing when when I last recently saw for Notre Dame. So uh, a good defenseman nonetheless. And how about Jack Barr at Harvard? So I read a lot of kind of like polarizing reports on Jack Barr when I was doing some research for this prospect show, because obviously I can't know every prospect or, you know, what they're good at. And I haven't seen every prospect play in person. So looking him up, I just read a lot of kind of different scouting reports, like a lot of people either really high on him or really low on him, which was kind of confusing to read. Uh, But six foot two defender, he was a fifth round pick in 2021. So kind of in the middle there. Uh, He has six assists and 33 games played uh, last season and now has one goal and two assists in 19 games. He's only 20, so he's still pretty young, and he's been a second-pairing defenseman for the most part for Harvard. Uh, But some of the scouting reports I've read, some people, you know, like I said, high on him. Some people didn't really see the hype. Uh, but it seems like some people liked liked his physicality. Some people liked his wrist shots. Uh, but it seems like maybe his puck handling has been a little weak and, and skating could maybe use some work. But I feel like that's a lot of things. You know, you go to college and you try and improve on those then before you try and make it to the NHL level. So we'll kind of see because I just, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of different reports on him. Uh, but hopefully he takes his time at Harvard and really just improves on stuff and becomes a, a, a really good defenseman. Two more here. How about Samuel Sholand, Western Michigan? This one was really confusing to do research on. I'm going to be honest. Uh, so if you look at his just like blank slate profile, six foot one defenseman from Sweden. So an international player was a fourth round pick a long time ago, 2019. It sounds like he's a pretty strong puck handler and had pretty good point production in the USHL, 35 points in 56 games for Dubuque last year. But the thing that I was trying to find out information on is why he hasn't played yet for Western Michigan. Like, he hasn't been in a game yet. So I don't know if he's hurt. I, like, Googled his name. I put it on, like, the Twitter search. Um, So I don't know if he's just, like, redshirting or if he's hurt or injured or something. I don't really know. It was kind of hard to to look up. So he's at Western Michigan. I'm not really sure what's up there. I know Western has a pretty deep team. They also use the transfer portal a little bit. So maybe they're, they're just saving him for next year. I don't know. Save some eligibility. Uh, but we'll see. And if you have any information on him, feel free to, to send it my way because I, it was really hard to find anything about him. Like recently, I could find stuff about him from his draft year. But recently, it was kind of hard to uh, find anything on him. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Quick question. How often do you see NHL drafted prospects redshirt? Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused if that was maybe the the case, just because I feel like you usually don't see that, right? right. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, he's he hasn't been in the lineup. And if you look it up, it says he's at uh, Western Michigan, but Weird. I don't know. Hasn't, hasn't logged a game yet. Let's end off the last one with where we started. Muskegon. George... Ah, uh, fair guys. Yeah, so this player starting, like you said, back out to Muskegon. Tons of news always about uh, Muskegon. 
But yeah, George Figueres, six foot two defender from Ontario, was a third round pick this last year. So a pretty high pick there. Had 18 points in 35 games in the USHL so far this season. So pretty good production there. Uh, and he did move up from the OJHL from last year. So that's kind of a big jump for some people sometimes going from the OJ to the USHL. He is set to go to Cornell. I'm not sure. It seems like he would likely go next year, but since he's pretty young, he's only 18. He still has plenty of junior eligibility left, so I'm not sure if he's planning on continuing playing juniors or if Cornell is going to want him to jump in for the fall. We'll see. It seems like he's mostly a pretty offensive defenseman, picks up quite a few assists usually, and it seems like a lot of scouts were trying to see if he's going to be a guy who could possibly lead a power play. Uh, you know, he can find outlets pretty well, it seems like, for the most part. So a pretty good prospect there, fairly high draft pick in, in the third round for Dallas. So we'll see how he develops. But he has tons of time and isn't even in college yet. So we'll see how he develops at the, at the next few levels in the next few years. I butchered, I butchered that pronunciation. So thank you for saving me that. <laughs> And for, for today's episode, that's all. Thank you very much for listening. Next episode, we'll have the usual mic along with the very stamina proven reader in, in Sydney. And oh, yes. uh, yeah, until then, uh, take care.